Mary Ratajkowska flaunts cleavage on first-class flight in rare sighting of her wearing glasses. Frasier reboot. Eagle-eyed fans spot massive plot hole in the main series. Big Brother star is unrecognisable 21 years after coming second on the show and quitting fame for normal job. Hello and welcome to Barely Contained, the online celebrity journalism podcast which has, at the time of recording, yet to be sacked by GB News. My name's Matt Withers and I'm joined, as ever, by Chris Beckett. Hello. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right, Matt. I mean, I don't know if you can tell, I'm sounding a little bit peaky, but uh, yeah, generally I'm pretty good. Yes, we're a bit late with the uh, episode this month, uh, dear listeners, because uh, Chris, you lost your voice, didn't you? Yeah, I sounded a bit like the uh, the, the the adolescent in The Simpsons that gets the job working in a quickie mart. Hmm. Niche Simpsons reference. <laughs> um, so <laughs> check it out. <laughs> we did consider doing this um, on on YouTube via the medium of modern dance, uh, but it didn't quite work. So we thought we'd stick to the the spoken word uh, instead. So Chris, are you interested in taking a delve into the best of online celebrity journalism over the past few weeks yeah all right <laughs> yeah well while we're here we might as well yeah i mean in for a penny <laughs> i'm starting with a story from the daily mail online and it's headlined emily ratajkowska flaunts cleavage on first class flight in rare sighting of her wearing glasses uh, okay i thought it was well, I, I don't know what I thought, but maybe Ratajkowski, R- 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 I don't know. Yeah, well... Are you, are you telling me it's Ratajkowska? Um, you know, if you uh, if you, you fail to prepare, you prepare to fail, Chris. And um, previous to recording this, I did uh, have a look online. and She herself pronounced it Ratajkowska. Um, so I think we probably have to take her word for it. Oh, probably. Unless How are you pronouncing Emily? <laughs> Unless, of course, she's she's like um, Hyacinth Bouquet. Yeah, I can actually, I could imagine that. That's probably how she gets so many much high-paid modelling work. The yeah. Ratajkowska residence. <laughs> <laughs> the model of the house speaking. Um, so this starts off. Emily Ratajkowska showcased her famously ample assets while seated in first class on a commercial flight out of New York on Thursday. Okay. Feels like a while since we've had one of these outwardly, um, arguably quite sexist, uh, <laughs> old-fashioned showcasing of famously ample assets, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I know, you know, maybe maybe it's just where my mind lies, but I want to know more about the glasses. I think the story all entirely hinges on the spectacles. Uh, so it goes on. Mm. It's unclear where the 32-year-old DNA model's final destination was, but the Instagram slideshow of selfies was certainly a rare sighting of her wearing glasses. That's it. Get it back on track. (laughs) Uh, So we don't know where she was flying to. I mean, the journalist could have perhaps uh, delved a bit bit deeper into this, but I suppose was very much concentrating on the eyewear. Yeah, and the and the Instagram account for the entire story. <laughs> I would I would suggest that this reporter has not gone beyond this Instagram account. No, Emily, 
who boasts 41.3 million social media followers, has been a paid partner for lens crafters through Versace eyewear since last year. 41.3 million. Didn't know. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't know. I did not know that. 41.3 million. I've not checked our um, X account recently, Chris. Are we anywhere near that? I mean, you could say we're we're closing in. (laughs) Yeah, we're technically closing in. Uh, actually, I don't know if that if we might actually be losing followers. I don't know. I've not checked. Well, I mean, if 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 Emily Radikowski Radikowska is following us, then she might not be after this. <laughs> Radikowska appeared to have gone completely makeup free for the post, aside from applying considerable lip gloss <laughs> <laughs> to what to make up for the fact that she wasn't wearing any other makeup. <laughs> she put like eight coats of lip gloss on. Yeah. Missing from the. In a Maratha CEO's side was her two-year-old son, Sylvester Apollo Bear, from a four-year marriage <laughs> to serial cheater, Independent Spirit Award-nominated producer Sebastian Bear McLeod, which ended a year ago. It's a lot wow. of there. Yeah. I wonder if that's how he introduces himself. <laughs> Hi, I'm a serial cheater and Independent Spirit Award-nominated <laughs> producer. Yeah. Maybe he's got it on his business card. Um, you do sometimes see that when you see like the uh, obituaries in the in the Times, it'll, it'll be something like um, noted lover of fast cars, landowner and womanizer. But I suppose this yeah. guy, he, he gets serial cheater before what he's actually uh, what he's actually professionally known that, for. That's what. Well, maybe that's his that's his thing. <laughs> that's just his thing. Um, so she's the CEO of Inamorata. Uh, no idea what that is. I mean, I know her. I mean, I'm sure you'll know this map, but I think her, her social on her social, she's known as Emrata. So I'm guessing it's, you know, something something devised around that. Okay. And Sylvester but... Apollo Bear sounds like a kind of shit American cartoon from the late '80s about a bear living in in space that lasted not beyond one series. Yeah, or it sounds like someone who's drunkenly started watching the Rocky series and then just thought, oh, I'll just name it, put an animal on the end. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, this this cheetah was Sebastian Bear McLeod. Um, but that's over now. Uh, it goes on. On Tuesday, Emily revealed her biggest dating turnoff during her interview with influencer Remy Bader on her podcast, High Low with Emrata. Should um, we uh, should we take a moment to try and guess what this might be? Her biggest dating turnoff. Um, I think it might be a man who suggests Pizza Express. Well, I mean, that's a good shout. That's a good shout. Serial uh, <laughs> um, serial cheater could be um, could be serial cheating. Yeah, that would that would certainly certainly put you off. A, a literal cheater. <laughs> yep, it could be a, a literal big cat. Um, Somebody pronounces her name wrong like me yep that would definitely definitely put her off uh, but no what she says is men's exposed ankles i hate that a dainty ankle exposed on the hottest man will ruin my day ratakovska confessed wow <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure if her grandparents are alive they'd be able to tell her you know where that kind of hardship aligns <laughs> It's certainly, uh, it's certainly an, an, an odd one. Um, I mean, 
I don't know. Um, she, she likes a... She, well, she goes on. She says, like a sockless foot when they sit down and the leg pulls up and I see their dainty ankle, I'm like gagging. I swear to God, there was a guy I was seeing and he came over in short pants and like a shoe that exposed his ankle and I have not seen him since. Swear on Sly's life. I mean, I mean, you know, I don't want to trivialise this, but risking your, risking your own son's life on a something like this. I mean, as well, Matt, do you think it's, do you think it's the clash between the, you know, the attractive man, and I, I don't want to pigeonhole Emrata in terms of what she goes for, but I imagine probably a certain type of muscle-bound Adonis um, and having a particularly dainty ankle rather than a, you know, I don't know, bulky, <laughs> um, virile ankle. I don't really know what a virile ankle would look like. I'm struggling to um, imagine what a dainty ankle on a man would be like. I imagine that Rory Stewart's got dainty ankles. Oh, I think so, yeah. yeah. Just, <laughs> you know, maybe something, a quick, quick turn of pace. Yeah. I think Lionel I know Blair, what... he'd have had dainty ankles. Yeah, Lionel Blair would have had professionally um, dainty ankle. I, told, I, I speak about him in the past tense. Is he, is he definitely no longer with us, Lionel Blair? I think he is no longer with us. I think it was not that long. Ago. I, if I, Paulo, Lionel, if I'm wrong, I'm so sorry. But I, I think, yeah, I think he's no more. I'm just going to check this, Chris, because I, I, I don't want to... Um, <laughs> we upset. don't have to put a post-edit a post edit message. Uh, he died on the 4th of November, 2021. Um, so, okay, so not not that recently, but um, um, yeah, still fresh in in our hearts. He he was, and and Chrissy was yet another tragic member of the '92 club. Um, <laughs> how, how often yeah. do we do we lose the stars at that that uh, that that small age? Not to be confused with the class of '92. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, don't confuse him with Paul Scholes. Um, in the last year. The London-born SoCal native who chatted up Justin Theroux during the US Open on September the 10th has had situationships with DJ Arazio Rispo, comedian Eric Andre, SLN alum Pete Davidson and artist Jack Greer. Okay, so situationships situationships um now is this a little bit like i think in the world of reality tv they refer to showmances don't they which is a, a romance between two contestants which kind of only takes place within the show and, and uh, you know it's, it's kind of accepted it's it's there for publicity and isn't going to seep into the outside world um is a situationship sort of the same thing I think you might be giving it too much credit, Matt. I think it's just bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it is. Um, I mean, I, I'll be honest. I, of these people, um, you, you know, I don't... I know Pete Davidson is vaguely possibly from this yeah. podcast. Um, Justin Theroux. Um, Paul, oh, I know Justin Theroux. Is he is he part of the kind of literary uh, Theroux family? He is he is a cousin of Louis Theroux. Is um, he? Yeah, and he's a he's an actor and and screenwriter, I think. And and DJ Orazio Rispo. Well, now you're coming on to my specialist subject. <laughs> what I don't know about Araz DJ Orazio Rispo. Uh, I'm getting down on a postage stamp. 
I'm guessing you don't know anything about DJ or has he never Arisco? heard of this man? Yeah, I think he's probably like afternoons on Heart FM, <laughs> <laughs> possibly. But he um, doesn't have a dainty ankle. No, no, he's 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 on uh, just before Gabby Roslin on, uh, yeah. on afternoons. It goes on. And Matt, you're a you're a comedian. Have you met Eric Andre on the circuit? Um, I am not aware of. Uh, Eric Andre, um, no, we've never we've never done the same um, uh, dungeons below North London pubs together. Yeah, Jack Greer rings a bell, but I think it's probably only because it's like, um, oh, what was the name of the? Uh, I think she was British British model, sort of slash socialite Suki Suki Waterhouse, who I think went out with quite a few young male actors i think jack greer may be similar in that i feel he has he's also stepped out or had situationships with with some other prominent uh women i feel like jack greer should be playing on the wing for manchester city in one of those 1990s football video games where they didn't have the rights to use the actual players names that's, I mean, yeah, that's a good chat. I was also thinking him as more be a, you know, an ITV 9pm drama with with John Hanna in the title role. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Jack Jack Greer. Um, I'm imagining um, a Chicago cop who's found himself working in a North Yorkshire village. <laughs> yeah. Emily recently scored a nomination for the Listener's Choice Trophy at the second annual Signal Listener's Choice Awards, which will be announced in November before the ceremony takes place in January. God, that's a lot of a plug for for an award that's only in its second year. Hilo faces heavy competition against Sheena Shea's shenanigans, Sam Sanders' Intuit, a vulture podcast, and Jill Scott's J.Ill, the podcast. Uh, I noticed missing from there, Chris, is barely contained. Well, I'm sure we're on the list, but she obviously doesn't want to give us a plug. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest, I, I didn't I didn't enter us, did you? No, I, I missed the deadline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think Otherwise. That, I, think, I think that is the flaw why we never get any of these awards. I think it's the kind of not entering them thing that's really, <laughs> yeah. really, really our undoing. Uh, and I'm presuming that Jill Jill Scott J dot ill the podcast is Jill Scott the singer and not the uh, one time lioness. No, I mean I'd be very surprised if uh, for Jill Scott the former England centre half is is amongst this uh, this company. But who knows? Yeah. Matakoska also keeps busy running a six year old bikini brand in the, in the Marata with her BFF stroke co founder Kat Mendenhall. Wow, really? I really wanted to know how how old it how how long it had been running. <laughs> yeah, very important to me. I mean, we don't know where she was going to on the flight that this story is ostensibly hung on, um, but we do know how long a bikini brand has been going. We have we have drifted away from the glasses as well. Yeah, I feel we have, um, and I think we've pretty much come to the end of this story. So I just have a look, quick uh, look in the comments. I don't know if you're interested in this, Chris, but anonymous ny two one two in uh, New York City says, "I still, I'm not going to do the accent. I still don't <laughs> know why this woman is so important that she has three articles a day about her. Who the heck is she, and why do I care?" Wow. Um, I mean. Matt speaking for some people there. <laughs> yeah. Uh Matt Collardagalo um in Basic Instinct World in the United Kingdom, which I would suggest is an incredibly niche uh theme park. Um, yeah. Wow. 
He says that the Daily Mail's obsession with this numpty is mind-boggling. I just don't get it and don't want to get it either. She is nothing. I mean, absolutely nothing. That's a bit harsh. Jay Belfield says, looks like she used a full tube of sealant in the lips alone. Yeah, uh, come on. Another... Do better. Okay, have this one from Cactus Wren in Phoenix, uh, Arizona. Cactus says, Emu wears glasses. I don't know if that's a reference to the EMU from the Pink Windmill. I don't know. <laughs> I really hope so. I don't, let's have a look and see if there's any evidence of uh, Emu wearing wearing glasses. Uh, like, oh, I've found several pictures of generic Emus wearing uh, glasses. Let's see if you put an Emu rod. Has there been any rod hole MRA to crossover? Um, let's see. I mean, it seems unlikely uh it would appear not okay. <laughs> no uh let's leave that one there chris i believe you are bringing us a story relating to uh, a tv show that's making a comeback yes and i'm sure it's one that we will both have our eyes stuck to it is fraser reboot eagle-eyed fans spot massive plot hole in the main series Lovely stuff. After almost two decades, Kelsey Grammer will return to the screens in his titular role this month for the highly anticipated Frasier reboot. Ahead of the eagerly awaited Frasier reboot, fans raised concerns about the original series, which they hope to be cleared up in the modern instalments. Hmm, I'm intrigued. Yeah. The 90s hit NBC sitcom followed Kelsey Grammer as Dr. Fraser Crane and dominated screens for 11 seasons from 1993 to 2004. Would we say it dominated screens during <laughs> that time? You, you literally couldn't watch anything else, Matt. No. It like... <laughs> its 10-episode revival will see the therapist return to Boston, where his son Freddie, played by Jack Cutmore Scott, has just started college. Okay. In preparation for the show's return, fans have been revisiting the original series to conjure theories about the forthcoming storylines. Why? Why would you do that? Have you not been tempted to go back into the the canon, to go back to Cheers Bar in Boston and Norm and Lilith? I'll be honest. I don't think I've ever seen an episode of Cheers and I've never knowingly watched an entire episode of Frasier. I, I've, it's one of those I've taken in a bit by osmosis when other people have been watching it, but I've never sat down and watched Frasier. Uh, you know, I would genuinely say I think Frasier was a one of one of the greats. One of the greats. I wasn't massively into Cheers, but maybe I was a bit young. So, in the pantheon of spin-offs, um, is it up there with uh, Joey <laughs> and Pork Pie? <laughs> I mean, it's definitely better than Joey, but I mean, pork pie. Ugh, I mean, you, you're taking such a beloved character. It's it, they're on a par. Uh, I mean, I could spend the whole day talking about um, comedy spin-offs. I think my favourite. Do you remember the spin-off from On the Buses? Oh, um, if you tell me the name, I'll, I'll remember. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you the setup. Uh, Blakey moved to Spain with his sister. What do you think it was called? Uh, No, no, I'm not even going to guess. It was called Don't Drink the Water. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, well, that's... uh... (laughs) Of its time. And and 
And I'm kind of going very much off piste here, but there was all everyone will remember the the Happy Days spin-off Jody Loves Charchi. Yeah, yeah. But there was also another spin-off called um Fonzie and the Happy Days Gang, in which um Fonzie and and Richie and Ralph Mouth and Potsy um travel through time and space with a friendly alien they meet. Genuinely true. But was that was that actually now you now you mention that, was that any way connected to Mork and Mindy? Ooh. Because I, I seem to think there was some sort of connecting thread between those two shows. I think there was. I think maybe Mork made his debut in Happy Days, possibly. Oh, um, we, we should do another podcast on this, shouldn't we? Yeah, and I of think... course, you know, good night, sweetheart. You're, you're, you're beloved. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Tell you what, why don't we carry on with the story we're supposed to be talking about? <laughs> yeah, all right. However, many spotted a major flaw with Fraser's birthday and took to social media with confusion. That makes a change. You normally take to social media kind of feeling all right, and then you leave with confusion. <laughs> yeah. Um, addressing the plot hole, Redditor U slash Grouchy Radish 2426 wrote online his birthday is listed as March the 7th, 1953. But the viewer noted, in episode 10 of season 7, Marty presents him with a newspaper from his actual birth date. Daphne comments that the Queen has had another baby while looking at it. None of Queen Elizabeth's children match Fraser's birthday or even close. If you wanted to say, well, it was news of the week or etc. Wow. I did not realise there was a Fraser conspiracy theory. <laughs> yeah, I feel I've missed a trick by not using my kind of... Uh, Oh, I think you'll find kind of voice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in response, a fan added another discrepancy is that in the late Dr. Crane season seven introduction of Mel, the news reports his birth year as 1952. Wow. And then you slash Finrick stated also season five, episode 23 party party. Frazier sneaks out of the birthday party. Marty throws him to drive that evangelist to Spokane. To which you slash it's Dan 23 agreed. Yeah, the episode Party Party suggests a May birthday. Oh my God. Blimey. This is this is set Reddit ablaze. <laughs> well, you slash killer B 51505150. What why are they putting these usernames? Are they hoping like people will engage them? <laughs> yeah, I've got absolutely no idea. <laughs> Why? I mean, to me, it gives them even less credence, the fact that they've got so many numbers in their name. <laughs> it's March 1952, but they never really say the exact day. Oh, wow. I mean, I, I could carry on, but I, I think you get the gist. Yes, you very much get the get the gist. I mean, it's amazing they've got for this entire story about what I think people w w most want to know about the uh, the new reboot of Frasier, which is the addition of Nicholas Lindhurst. <laughs> yeah, I thought you would be uh, be quick to pick up on that. Yeah, not mentioned at all. I just can't wait for the first time. He goes, oh, bleeding hell, phrase. <laughs> I think you're going to be blown away. Yeah. I think he's going he's gonna to shock you. He's going to shock us all. Well, so we've had one story that's been almost entirely written off Instagram, another story entirely written off Reddit. What are we going to end with? We're How do we with... raise the bar? We're going to end with a story that um, is entirely based on some paparazzi shots of somebody that you've not heard of for 21 years. Okie dokie. <laughs> it's back to the Daily Mail online, and it's headlined, B 
Big Brother star is unrecognisable 21 years after coming second on the show and quitting fame for normal job. Well, yeah, 21 years, we'll, we'll kind of do that, won't it? It will put it will put the years on you, that, that, that couple of um, interim decades, yes. Normal job is, is uh, in, in quote marks, so well, I'm, I'm interested to see what they're doing with that. Yes. It begins... Big Brother star Johnny Regan is unrecognisable 21 years after coming second on the show. Johnny Regan? Johnny no, Regan. no. I Johnny mean, Regan? It, it says something about my age that I, I first thought was Johnny Logan, the uh, <laughs> the Irish uh, Eurovision. Dominate, he dominated Eurovision, Matt. No, as it says here in the second part... The former firefighter from Trimden, County Durham, shot to fame in 2002 when he appeared in the third series of the reality show. Yes, shot, shot, shot to fame on very much a uh, elastic band. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah. I, I would say perhaps not shot to shot to fame. Not not one of the the classic Big Brother names that sticks out in my mind. No. Just a few years later, Johnny, 51, quit fame for a normal job, becoming the owner of a photography company. And two decades on, looks completely different. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the former reality star was spotted visiting a supermarket in County Durham last Wednesday, dressed in light grey denim shorts and a yellow jumper. I mean, he wasn't allowed to do any of that when he was in the Big Brother house. No, he couldn't no. just go off to a supermarket. <laughs> he must be still trying to get it out of his system. After having about six or seven weeks where you couldn't go to a supermarket, he has just hammered it relentlessly for the past couple of decades. <laughs> he has certainly stayed in shape, but Johnny's previously brown hair has now turned grey. And instead of a light goatee, he sports a full moustache and beard. Wow. Yeah. Um, and there's... There's a pit. I mean, what I don't understand, Chris, is why um, it's got the agency here, Splash News. Why has Splash News mm. been taking paparazzi pictures of somebody who was in Big Brother 21 years ago going shopping in the Northeast? <laughs> I mean, that's where the big bucks are at. I mean, it's worse because the, the, the Daily Mail's bought these pictures. But I mean, essentially, and I think, listeners, we can spare you this um, incredibly lengthy article about a man you've never heard of going shopping. But it's just a string of almost completely identical pictures of a man walking through a supermarket car park. And and also, like, you know, they have the picture of as he was then and as he was now. And I wouldn't say unrecognisable. You no. know, you can, you can certainly make the connection. Yeah. He, he, I mean, he, what he looks like is the same bloke, but 21 years older. Yeah. I so, mean, I think going back to what you're saying and, and injecting a little bit of seriousness into it, like uh, with with the Emily um, Ratajkowska story, I guess nowadays, like so many of the big stars just almost distribute their own photos through social media. So it, it puts more pressure on, you know, your your, your paparazzi to, get, to go after the, the big name, big brother stars from <laughs> yeah. like, you know, 2002. Yeah, um, I think you're absolutely right there. Yeah, completely. Um, have a look at a few of the comments here. Dave in Venice. Um, never was there such a discrepancy between a man's name and where he lives. Um, says, you're right, Daily Mail. I'd have never have known who it was if I hadn't recognised his face. Um, 
Wow, um, I mean, there's something about that. <laughs> yeah. I'd have um, never recognised him unless I'd have recognised him. <laughs> yeah. uh, very philosophical. M. Magoo in uh, London says fame, lol. Um, Lola B. Gosh. in Yorkshire says he just aged. Um, yeah, I mean, that that's pretty much our comment. Mr. C. Bojangles. He looks 21 years older, which is understandable given that is the amount of time that has passed. Staggering. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, there's not a great deal we can add to that comment, really, is there? So <laughs> yeah. I think we'll probably uh, wrap it up for this uh, this episode. But it's been highly enjoyable, Chris. I'd say so, yes. Um, but... In the in the in the wait up to uh, November the first, which we are perhaps optimistically aiming to hit with the next episode, yeah. um, what should the listener be doing, perhaps in the realm of social media? Well, I think they should use their time wisely and go to Facebook. Barely contain the podcast for all sorts of uh, bonus content. You know, old episodes, all sorts, um, and then on. Uh, x formerly twitter go to at barely um underscore pot and uh check us out there but chris can they find us on blue sky <laughs> um mr blue sky possibly but no no they cannot find us on blue sky um what's blue what... sky I'm, I'm out of the loop oh this is this is um this is a, the new one which has been set up by one of the original founders of um Twitter, uh, which I would uh, recommend people have a look at for the fact that it looks absolutely identical <laughs> to uh, to Twitter, but nobody seems to be using it at the moment. Um, I dare say we'll join it in about six years' time. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> while you're on the information superhighway, please do go to your podcatcher of choice, be that um, Spotify or Apple Podcasts or the soon-to-be-defunct Google Podcasts or uh, Wherever it is that you're you're listening to this, um, leave us a leave us a review, um, uh, give us a give us a rating, uh, share widely if you can. It really does help us get into more listeners' ears. Uh, so with that, um, we'll wrap up for this episode. Just leaves me to uh, thank you, Chris Beckett. Thank you very much, Matt Withers, and to thank you, dear listener. And we'll be back next month. Bye bye. Cheers. Bye. <laughs>